Shut up and sit down. So let me ask you this: Would you rather be a consultant, or would you rather be an entrepreneur? Oftentimes, many consultants these days just think that consulting is really easy. You know, after all, you have nothing on the line, no skin in the game, and only all to earn. As your clients pay you big dollars for your inverted commas consulting time, especially in the space. Of innovation and technology, because there are a billion factors that can contribute to success, you can always say that an external factor caused your project, your idea, your concepts, your proposal to fail. And that pisses the fuck out of me, because I see that there are a lot of people doing this kind of cock and bull. Right? They walk around, say they run corporate innovation labs, you know, say that they are consultants. And they go along scamming people who don't know better of their money. Okay. Primarily, these sit people tend to belong in the finance sector, or tend to be high high level、uh, corporate execs who have no clue about the startup process. They think that there's a mysterious magic to technology. You know. And as a result, are、uh, very keen to jump on any trend in the space. For example, cryptocurrency. And the ignorance, I would say, or rather self-imposed、uh, limitation. They think that they are unable to understand a certain technology. There's this whole technology worship thing going on, right? Fucking bullshit, man. As a result. Crazy people get to get away with crazy fucking shit, like <laughs> crazy ass money for stupid technologies that would never ever work. All you have to do is be able to smoke somebody, right? Act confident in what you're saying, you know. Bundle together a few, a few big technological sounding words like the augmented reality of blockchain. In mobile payments, you know, and and then what happens is that people just start to have faith, you know, and I think that's a very symptomatic problem of of the industry and the space. It's just very, 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 very disconcerting, and I hate it because there's a lot of money lost, there's a lot of time wasted, a lot of potential. You know, because if you have a good team,、um, that money could have gone to you instead, and you could have made the world a better place. You know, on a per dollar unit basis. So yeah, that's just my thing.、It、pisses me off. You know, another thing I want to talk about is the whole cryptocurrency rage thing. You know the man on the street. Ah,、uh, every every person's brothers, fathers, cousins, uncles, grandfather, right? He's talking about blockchain now, as if it's the next biggest in- investment uh, uh, vehicle. You know that it's gonna overthrow the banks. That everyone should get bitcoins. You know Ethereum and blockchain related currencies. Come on, man. Look, this is my stand, right? 
if you got into Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, like let's say two years ago, three years ago, then great, just sit there and watch it move, right? But if you're getting it, getting into it now, with so much volatility uh, involved, and you know there are technical limitations to the blockchain itself, right? As well as the fact that once quantum computing comes in, the entire blockchain concept just goes out of the window. Yeah, and if you've done your research on quantum computing, Microsoft has released their first uh, documentation on quantum computing. It seems that it's coming sooner than later. You know, so... I don't know. I just think that it's a very risky space to be in. And I'm not so sure that I I would jump into it now at this current point of time. You know, uh, obviously the blockchain is something really interesting. It's going to change the way people work. It's going to change the way uh, transactions happen, I would believe, in the banking sector. But at the same time, also there are issues around efficiency. Because if you understand the technicality of blockchain, right, the more blocks you add on to the chain, the more users you have, the more transactions you make, the harder or the more inefficient it gets to add another chain slash another block on the chain. And that is a technical reality, right? So everyone's saying that blockchain will be part of our lives in the next whatever, whatever. Yeah, it may be so, but... You know, as a, as a currency right now, I don't see it having the, the real li- liquidity that money has, having the regulatory oversight that, you know, uh, uh, monetary organizations, MAS, all that they have, you know. I'm not so sure. I might be wrong. You know, I'm putting this publicly out there. But I think the blockchain still has a long way to go and I'm not that bullish. In fact, I'm waiting for it to, to go down, you know. But of course, if you're part of a Mr. Get Rich Quick scam, right, then sure, blockchain's a great technology for you to go around pitching to sell your bloody bullshit, right? Essentially selling what many have sold before, hope, during desperate times. That's what you're selling to those, to those people who invest with you, who buy your bloody mining rigs. Come on, man. You don't even don't even understand the technological underpinnings of blockchain. And then they just they just go around and they go around making a fuckload of noise. I guarantee you this is a the definition of a fucking bubble. Okay? It's a fucking bubble. It is swelling. And I put it on the record, eventually some shit's gonna happen and it's gonna fuck up. Maybe after that fuck up, then, you know, it'll, be, it'll become more stable. But seriously, like, all those MLM guys, you know, all these Bitcoin opportunists, that's what I call you guys, Bitcoin opportunists, like, I don't know, lah. you know, I have no doubt that some people's intentions are, are right. As in, some of them really believe that that Bitcoin uh, truly is the next big thing and it would be fiscally irresponsible of you not to invest in Bitcoin. But I've also heard of those who really just invest a significant percentage of their savings in Bitcoin. I mean, 
These are not blue chip stocks, you know. They can drop 29% in a day. You know, the system is unproven. And sure, I'm not saying that people shouldn't invest in high-risk products like cryptocurrency, you know, or even startups, right? (laughs) But as a developer, initial coin offerings, right? What you could get, $10,000 in cold, hard cash, you would rather get in a bunch of Bitcoins. If you get them, you better fucking exit and and take your money out. Because I swear to you, a crash is going to come soon. Bitcoin doesn't even fulfill the basic requirements of a currency. Okay. Number one, reliable storage of value. Bitcoin's volatility is about 5 to 10% on a goddamn daily basis. Not only that, it is extremely speculative. Like, there is no real basis upon which its value is determined. None. Just market expectations, demand, and supply. Okay? Of a very small number of people. Number two, money is used as a unit of accounting. How is Bitcoin supposed to be used as a unit of accounting for anybody when currently it's not being used by enough people in the first place, primarily because it is risky as folk, and also because there are, number three, convertibility issues, right? Currencies need to be fluid. Ah, the word is liquidity. Liquidity issues. Currencies have to be have to be liquid AF. Ultimate liquidity, cash. Okay? Some countries have blocked Bitcoin exchanges. Case in point, China and South Korea. Two of the world's most technologically developed nations, okay, have blocked ICOs. For good reason. For the other two reasons I mentioned above. You know, at the same time, governments haven't even figured out how they're going to regulate these currencies. You know, I think there's a misconception here. Most people think that governments are out there to manipulate them, to take advantage of them. It's some form of clandestine shit that I don't disagree is going on. But at the same time, also, they have a fundamental responsibility to ensure the well-being of their citizens. That is That is why economic policy exists. To maximize the benefit for all. Okay? So there is a very good reason why I say cryptocurrencies are currently overhyped. I feel they will no doubt play a big role in our future. But at this current point of time right now, I, I think that it's due for a crash. A very bad one. And after that, when technological advances... Uh, especially in terms of computing power and the algorithm, algorithmic systems that underlie the technology gets figured out. Uh, in the meantime, it's fun to own some, but just don't bet your entire future on the fact that you think that Bitcoin is going to do well because it's not so easy. And this brings me back to my initial point, you know, of scam lords, 
and big word, big worded consultants, right? And they brand themselves as consultants and they go around, you know, with a repertoire of failed projects, going around fucking telling people what to do, taking apart old family businesses, right? Like, family businesses. You know, it means a lot in Southeast Asia, right? And telling them how to revolutionize their industry. You know, you ask them if they have expertise in a certain area and every conceivable industry they have experience they'll say oh yeah i'm experienced in healthcare technology uh, i'm experienced in vr ar iot ai all sorts of shit and you're like who the fuck do you really think you are you know it's unbelievable at most these consultants especially innovation consultants the best you can do is start a beta project with your client. Start a beta project and from there lead and help them create a lean organization around this new initiative. That's all that's going to work. Anything else is a load of fucking horse shit. Yeah, I don't mince my words. Fucking bull fucking shit. Because more often than not, if it's in a, in a new innovative space, it's anybody's guess. And the business plan sure as hell will not be able to take the market. It'll get ripped up. And then what happens to, you know, the hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars invested by the poor family, right? With the head of their organization, you know, being some 70-year-old patriarch. Then what? The entire family's fortunes can get fucked in this manner. And the consultant walks away with his merry fucking consulting fees. And... His fucking motherhood and apple pie statements. It's fucking ridiculous. You know? So watch out, guys. Like, take who you work with, what they say, and how they do it with a very, very large pinch of salt. This is completely different to, like, you know, an IBM IX consulting operation. You know? or a Mindtree Technologies uh, project, right? Those are real technological transformation groups, okay? And they implement solutions for your, for pre-existing problems that your organization has that they've already figured out. Usually in very established industries with very established, very clear boundaries, very clear processes that they need to, to incorporate and work with, you know? But anywhere in the new space, oh man. You know, I actually think this even will affect organizations like, you know, those pure consulting organizations, right? McKinsey, Bain, BCG. The thing is, technology is so ubiquitous right now in almost any and every organization and likely it is core to their operation either in driving down either in driving down cost innovating on their business model or even getting them their competitive advantage and in the world where technology rules BCG McKinsey and Bain are very very far behind you know they are very slow and they're very late 
in their technological prowess compared to an organization like, let's say, IBM, which I must say have done an amazing job. Like, you know, in Singapore, the Development Bank of Singapore, DBS, right? It's Southeast Asia's, like, largest company, okay, in terms of valuation and whatnot. Recently, it just came out. And DBS has been also named, uh, I think, Southeast Asia's uh, best digital, uh, uh, bank with, with the best digital experience. And the reason why uh, it's been named as such is because I know for a fact, I've spoken to the IBM guys, right, that the CEO of DBS, Piyush Gupta, spends a morning every week with 13 of IBM's uh, user experience digital consultants. Okay? Every week. And they've engaged IBM on a very, very intense basis to to revamp and digitize their experience. And trust you me on this, I've I've used more than just DBS in Singapore. I've used other banks. And the service is just so damn different. Such that after using Bank A, I now currently only exclusively use DBS for my corporate companies. Why? Because <laughs> everything is a lot simpler, interest rates are lower. And I'm just like, you know, it's just so much more convenient. As an end user, you cannot ask more. And I think this will be the same in, in many, many industries. In the industrial industries, you're talking about big data, big data analytics, predictive analytics, predictive, well, not really predictive, but just-in-time repairs, just-in-time supply chain uh, systems, you know. RFID automated logistics with, like, you know, there, there are ports that are completely automated right now, a lot more efficient. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a very difficult time for motherhood and apple pie to truly stand out. And it's going to be a time where superior technical execution as well as vision as well as timing. I think these three will be the variables to success. Because with the right vision and understanding what the timing is going to be like and understanding where technology is going to move towards and you picking to move to where the hockey puck is going to be played or where the ball is going to be, that's how you're going to win in today's day and age. And the ball is sure as hell moving as fast as fuck. So yeah, it's not easy. Kind of daunting. Chaotic. But at the same time, also full of opportunity. (laughs) You know, one thing, the reason why I love technology is because no matter what, whether you failed in a thousand projects before, in the next six months, there's going to be something new that comes up that gives you your chance. Always. Always. And we currently live live in days that that are truly truly revolutionary. 
I still hold true to the fact that 30 years down the road, you know, our descendants, our children will be writing books about our times, these very days that we live in. Pivotal times, full of opportunity and full of risk. I'm, I'm very grateful to be given a chance to actually even be alive, you know, at this current day and age, and actually to be even trying to play, given the opportunity to be on the field, is something I don't take lightly. You know. Yeah. So, that's it, guys. Today's episode is a little bit longer, but I hope you found it informative. Take care.